The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. On tonight's DL Debate here in Highland, we'll be joined by Dr. Maguire winners John Gilday and Gary McDade to look at the Donegal Senior Football Championship. Brian Ferry of the Donegal News chats junior football in the county with Karen Donna and letter Kenny Gales through to the big decider. And later on, we'll be hearing from the captain of the 1982 All-Ireland winners Donegal, that's Brian Tui, to reflect back on that historic day and he'll tell us about the 40th celebrations of the, uh, the anniversary of that first senior All-Ireland title for the county. That's coming up later on in the programme. Oshin Kelly here in studio, sitting in for Brendan Devaney this week. As we know, the Devaney family are going through a very difficult time at the moment following the sad passing of Patrick and Margaret. Uh, Brendan and the Devaney family are very much in our thoughts tonight. We're going to start with the Donegal Senior Football Championship and Neve Connell are the first side through to the decider, having booked their place in a sixth successive final. They had a two-point win over Ghidorah yesterday in McCool Park in Bally Buffet, winning through by 13 points to 1-8. Martin Regan's men also had eight different scores on the score sheet by the end of the tie. It's a phenomenal record uh, for Neve Connell, who, as we say, are into yet another decider. Their manager is Martin Regan, and he told Tom Comack after the game that Guidor didn't make it easy for them. Yeah, look, we, we knew what we were going to get from Guidor. It was never going to be easy. And I know we made a lot of mistakes and we turned over a lot of the ball. But, you know, credit to Guidor. They were very aggressive in the tackle. They were well set up and they didn't make things easy for us. And they never do. Look, at the last few years, we've had a lot of battles with Guidor. And mm. it always comes down to fine margins in the end. And today was no different. It was the wait no week for the opposition. Yeah, the look, it's, it's a good place to be in. We're, we're just glad to be in the final. We'll, we'll work hard on our own game this week now. And we'll get to watch that game next week. And we'll start preparing for whoever it is we're facing then. That's Martin Regan, Neve Connell manager. Sticking with the Donegal Senior Championship and uh, we're joined by two guests this week on the DEL debate. Two men that know a thing or two about lifting the Dr. Maguire Cup from the Neve Connell Club, uh, John Gilday and from the rivaling parish of Glenswally, Gary McDade. You're welcome to the programme, guys. Good morning, Washington. Well, John, I suppose, first of all, we'll start with you because there was just one semi-final uh, played at the weekend at senior level. Your club, uh, Neve Connell, as they do, Worked very well as a unit and seen out the results. And uh, I suppose at the end of the day, when you, even though there was two points in it, uh, at Brocky Door a wee bit closer, but I think it's fair to say Neve Connell uh, were deserving winners of the tie yesterday, John. Yeah, I think it was it was much more one sided than the, the scoreline would suggest. And you know, at, at crucial times throughout the game, they really upped the the ante and took control. Uh, the last 15 minutes of the first half where they came from a point down to going two points up and then the midsection of the second half as well where they rattled off six in a row. And I think that's, you know, twofold. I think in those periods, Neve Connell played well um, and they Gidor opened up. Um, and then also a big part of it and, and something you probably won't hear me say that often, but I actually felt sorry for Gidor. Because there's nothing worse than seeing quality players that are coming back from injury that are really at 50%. And I think that was the story of the game. I think the game was tight in the first 15 minutes because Guidor were able to press. It was, you know, full on. They were totally in the game. And on a person, I think they ran out of steam. And then again, they had that 10 minutes in the second half after half time where they had recharged the batteries at half time. And again, they ran out of steam. And that's, through no fault of their own, like, you know, Dara Whale was a shadow of his former self, or McNeilis was, you know, you know, a burst here and a burst there, but they were only shadows of the players that we, we all know that they, they are. And I think that perfectly played into the Neve Connell way of playing because they start and finish exactly the same way. They're, they're conditioned, they grind it out. And unless you're firing in all cylinders, they will find you out and they'll hurt you over the course of, of 60 minutes. And that's what ultimately happened. Yeah. Gary McDade, what did you make of the performance yesterday of, of Neve Connell? Yeah, listen, Oshin, funny, I was talking to a couple of people this morning. I just said, you know, to me, it was their best performance to date, so it is. And they seemed to be coming into the groove at the right time of year. And it's, you know, perfect build up. They're, 
they, they did enough in the previous round. People were questioning, maybe, you know, are they done? Are they finished? And listen, they probably just did enough to get over the line. They probably realised everyone they were playing to date, you know, listen, we don't have to go hell, hell, hell for leather here. We just need to fall over the line. And basically that's what they did in a lot of those games. And yesterday I thought they just showed the class of a season championship team you know, I, I, I was really, really impressed by Owen Doherty yesterday. Funny, someone who I thought had been quiet this year in comparison to standards that he set himself in years gone by. But I was keeping a close eye on it yesterday. I was trying to figure out why he was dominating so much. And I could see Gary McFadden was picking him up for a throw-up. But then Gary McFadden would go in and pick up Kieran Thompson then during open play. And Glendy or Guidor didn't really pick up Bourne in open play, and that's probably why he was able to dominate so, so much and get three scores from play. And his energy was really good yesterday, even though I heard that he was uh, uh, under the weather during the week. He didn't show any effects of that at all yesterday. So, you know, I thought Jack McKelvey yesterday for them as well was outstanding, probably by his own standards, maybe hasn't had the heights that he had last season for the club. But again, the two of them seemed to be coming under the right form at the right time. And as John said there, that period in the second half between the 41st and 53rd minute where they, or the 56th minute where they rattled off six in a row, you know, that was the major turning point in the, in the game. It was The game was back at 7-7 and they just said, here, hold on a minute, boys, we're going to county final. And they just like nearly Oshin turned the screw and, and away they went and up the field and just made sure that they did enough and they were able to pull boys off then. Uh, got into the last five, seven, eight, eight minutes to, to give them a rest of the door. Yeah, and John, it was never going to be a high scoring game. Dave Connell won it with 13 points on, on, on the board, so they did. But the fact that there was eight different scores in there, it tells you we mentioned it in commentary yesterday. There's nobody there shooting out the lights that's going to step up with seven or eight points in, in, in a game for him, but as a collective unit. To have eight different scores and get 13 points on, on the board, it says a lot about how this team works together. It does, yeah. And they're all very, very capable footballers. They're all very comfortable on the ball. Um, like I thought Kevin McGettick in a cornerback had an excellent game yesterday. He's able to shoot scores. Uh, AJ Gallard, fullback, kicked the score the last day against Dan Swally, wandered up the field and kicked the score. And I think that's the one thing that, that the Neve Connell outfit bring to it, the table is that in any given position, they're all very capable footballers, but the collective is far better than bigger than any one individual. If you just look at it, for example, like Leo McLoon hobbled off before the game started yesterday, and that's a big blow for any like a seasoned campaigner. Um, we had John O'Malley, who's one of the better players over the last you know couple of weeks. He couldn't play because of sickness. Oren Doherty was sick, so they, everything didn't go right for them on the run into the game. And yet it didn't really matter and it didn't really affect the performance. And the one thing that I liked about it is, you know, aside from Ghidorah not firing in all cylinders, is that I had, you know, I've been questioning the younger players in the sense that we overly reliant on the older players for a long, long time. And I was looking forward for looking forward to the Doherty stepping up, to Jack McKelvey stepping up, because they're exceptionally talented footballers as well as amazing athletes. And those lads definitely stepped up yesterday. They were to the fore. They were driving it on. Um, you know, even young Keelan McGill, who came in as a late substitution, did very well. The substitutes off the bench did very well. So th- they're starting to go well at the right time. It- it's a difficult one to judge because obviously it's not the Ghidorah that we know from years ago. And they're in transition and they have a lot of injuries and things are not going 100%. So while it was a good performance, um, I wouldn't be getting overly carried away because as we all said late last week, the big semi-finals on Saturday night, that's between Kilcar and, and St. Unions. And they're still going to start as firm favours no matter what comes through. Um, but Neve Connell in the final, as we all know, nothing's going to be easy. And um, they're going to be a very, very difficult outfit to beat. And I know they're working extremely hard behind the scenes. So um, the spirits and, and hopes are high in Neve Connell at the present point in time. But John, six finals in a row, uh, this group of players have, have got that there's actually 11 finals for some of the older guards that were involved back in, in, in 2005, which is a phenomenal record. Uh, it's hard to keep a hunger going if you want a title for the next 12 to 24 months. How do you do it for such a long period of time? Like six finals in a row is a phenomenal record. Oh, it's incredible. And ironically, I was talking to my father this morning and we were talking about the, the first final that Neve Connell went into, which was in the 50s. 
And we didn't see another final until 2005. And then since then, it's nothing but finals. And, and people forget that this club 15, 17 years ago was nowhere. Um, and in that intervening 17 years, they've dominated club football. Maybe not won in as many titles as possibly they should have had, but they've always been at the business end of the championship the whole way through it. And it, it, it's down to, A, an incredible appetite among that core group of players, like the Marty Boyles, the Brendan McDyers, the Anthony Thompsons, the Liam McLoons. You know, as footballers, they're incredible, but as individuals as well, they're hugely driven and hugely focused, and, and that has driven everything else on. And then, as we all know, success breeds success. Like every young lad and girl coming through the Neve Connell setup right now is wants to play senior football for Neve Connell. That's that's part of the the psyche as such. And long may that continue. Um, but it takes an awful lot of work from an awful lot of people. Like the amount of work that the club has put in at, at underage level over the last 20 years has been incredible and goes, you know, everybody sees county finals and everybody sees big days and cups coming home to the club and that's wonderful and that's what it's all about. But the amount of men and women that have sacrificed over the last 20 years to ensure ensure that success is there um, needs to be recognised and, and praised because without those people, we wouldn't be in six county finals and in, you know, the last eight county semifinals and I think 11 finals in 17 years. And that's all down to attitude and an amazing core group of players and, you know, some amazing people in the background who are driving the club on. Um, it's a different club completely from what I grew up on. And, um, you know, I, I wish I was 22 years of age and, you know, trying to get a spot in that team because it must be an amazing group of players to play with. Yeah. Uh, John's getting a wee bit jealous, Gary. I've, I've not been involved in the current Neve Connell team as a, as a neighboring parish. You, you guys be jealous at times about what's going on over there because six finals, as we said, is a, is a fantastic record. Yeah, funny, you know, there have been plenty of banter over the previous decade between ourselves and uh, Glenty. So there would have been, you know, would have been an even unions, I think, about between that decade, between 10 and 19. I think the championship, I think Kilcar and Greedor got one each. I think the rest of the championships were shared between the three of us. So it was. So, uh, you know, we probably spurred each other on as well. You know, when we were one and they weren't one and kind of, you know yourself when you're lying next door to someone that it, it, it makes the heart that wee bit more and a wee bit raw and it definitely has you know with, with them being in our border as well and right beside us you know it, it, you're looking with em- envious eyes on of, of what they have and and you definitely want a bit of that and listen but there's huge admiration there as well from everyone in the Glen for what they've done because as John said, you know, 15, 16 years ago they were nowhere very much like ourselves we were nowhere away back then but it's funny, you know, it's just hard work and it doesn't take a while. A lot of people, a small group, a core group of people can really turn things around. And actually, I'll always go back to, you know, there's no hard secrets. It's just pure hard work. It's just getting down and being at the club and and getting good people on board and, and, and being organised. Yeah. Just before we look, uh, Gary, ahead to the second semi-final, if we look at the starts of Neve Connell in the last two games, Gary, it's your club, Glenn Swilly. Took them a while to get going. Uh, they should have been further behind than what they were at the break. If you look at the game yesterday in the first quarter, Neve Connell probably should have been further behind than what they were at the end of the first quarter, but they managed to turn it around to lead by two scores at, at, at half time. In a county final, if you're going to have a slow start like that, you, you, if a slow start is to, is to happen, you could be on the rack very early on. Is that something that the management Martin Regan and the boys in Neve Connell will, will will have to sort of rectify going to the next day. Yeah, because probably you know, which either of the two teams on the other side come through, geez, you can't really let them get a run on you like the way maybe the Glen or Greedo or got a wee bit of a run on Glenties because I don't think them bigger teams will will give it up and certainly won't give it give it up very easily. Like I remember yesterday, I wrote down my notes. Union uh, Doherty, there were three one down. Union Doherty had a chance for a goal, fifteen minutes. And he didn't take it. He put it over the bar. If that's county final, Oshin, you have to take that. You know, the goal was was there. The goal opportunity was there. And, and you know, I, I would have backed him to score it because he's a top, top player. I thought another huge turning point in the game yesterday was uh, Ethan and Allen, Darrell Buell. It was about to, just coming up to just before half time. Darrell Buell was running down the gun. So he was down the throat high. And it opened out from the 45 towards the goals in the River End. And the goal was on high, but Ethan and all just came out of nowhere high and just toe for toe went with him and got a brilliant tackle. And so, you know, there was a couple of opportunities there yesterday within the game as well. 
that were swings and roundabouts could have been huge turning points in the game going either way. And luckily enough for Nave Connell, it fell fell in their path, so it didn't and got them out the right side. Ethan O'Donnell hobbled off yesterday, John. If uh, Nave Connell are to be in with a shout of lifting the the Doctor Maguire, they're going to need a fully fit Ethan O'Donnell, are they? Because he's um, the way he breaks the lines and the powerful running that he has uh, is a huge asset to you. Yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 you know we. We're down one marquee forward and, and he's really stepped up and has been a real leader within the team uh, at the present point in time. I, I don't think it was a muscular. I think it, he he kicked the point and he got a kind of a semi-block on it. So I think it was more of a, a knock injury as opposed to anything that would cause him long-term damage. And I think, you know, listening to Martin yesterday even as well, that seemed to be the the um, news coming out from the club at that point in time. He, he's been in, in incredible form this year. He's really mature and he's developing. He's got bigger. He's got stronger. Um, and again, he's he's turning into one of the real new leaders um, in that Neve Connell team. Um, but again, if you look at it yesterday, um, the new guys did incredibly well. But I thought it was Anthony Thompson's best game for a long time. Um, I thought Owen Wade had a sensational game up and down the park as he's done for 17 years now. Um, Marty Boyle came on and again I thought he was instrumental in dropping into that sweeper role and covering ground and and you know um tidying things up um from a Neve Connell perspective. So starting to go well at the right time. Um it'll be interesting the next couple of weeks. It'll be interesting obviously on Saturday night to see see who the eventual finalists are going to be. But no matter who it is, uh, it's going to be a monumental task. But from a Neve Connell perspective, um, we know these guys are up for monumental tasks. We know that they've been there, done that. And when you write them off, um, that's the most time that they're going to knuckle down and, and prove you wrong. So do so at your peril, as they say. Yeah. How do you see Saturday going then between the, the defending champions and unions and the wannabe champions, Kilkiar? To me, it's Kilkiar. It's St. Eunice to lose. Um, I've said that and I've, I haven't changed my opinion. I've seen St. Eunice a few times this year. Um, I think they're the one team in Donegal that's improved this year. Um, and not by small margins. They're, they're physically a year older. They're a year stronger. They're, they have added some new players into the squad as well. And there's a big, big rivalry for places and they seem to be a very committed, dedicated bunch of players. I think, you know, it's going to take a huge effort for Clicar to turn them over. Um, but in saying that Kilcar on their day can turn anybody. Like their 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 breakout from defence, the movement of the ball, and any team that has the McHughes and Patrick McBurdies and, and Big McGinley in the middle of the park that's playing well right now is going to be a uh, you know a handful for anybody. So it's it's going to be interesting for both of them because you know the semi-final on Sunday gone by there would have been seen as the weaker semi-final. Um Ironically enough, those two teams, Neil Connell and Gidor, have been more tested than either Kilcar or St. Eunans in this semi-final. So this is the first real test that either one of them have faced. And you don't really know where you are until you look down the barrel of the gun and you're a point down or you're a point up. And, uh, and you know, all sorts, all sorts of things happen in a real championship match. So it's it's going to be interesting. But, you know, if I was a betting man... Um, I think it's going to take a very, very good team to to stop the St. Eunans team at the present point in time. Gary, John mentioned there that he feels St. Eunans are, are the only team that have sort of progressed on from last year, but you're not really going to know your progression until you come up against a, a real proper test. Kilcar's going to give St. Eunans probably their toughest de- uh, test of the year so far. I 100%, Oshin. And, uh, and like if you think back last year, they weren't really tested to the got to the final where they met Maeve Connell. They managed to avoid all of the other big guns in the knockout stages. Granted, they played Kilcar at the start of the year and drew and uh, lost that game, actually, so they did. But um, going back to John's point, you know, I think not alone have they improved. I think they've improved, improved by significant gains, absolutely massive, you know, in terms of athletic development they just look so much stronger so much more physical they're able to cover the ground even better even though I'm trying to figure out how that's possible because they were already at a, a very good level last year um, I think football and wise they have the players as regards skill wise they always have that they always produce naturally real natural ballers and they have those in abundance and everyone's comfortable 
on the ball, you know, and to me, not alone is it Union's games, Union's game to lose, it's Union's championship to lose. You know, to me, they're the they're they're the team out there that's sitting on the pedestal at the minute. I would say the boys in the south of the county would be quite happy to come on as underdogs listening to you two men tonight. <laughs> I will. Well, 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 listen, you know, Kilcarra probably love it, you know, coming in this weekend. It's not often they go into a game being uh, underdogs and probably, Oshie, fair to say, heavily written off, you know, in, in most quarters. And it's not because of themselves. It's because of what they're playing. It's because of who they're coming up against. It's because of St. Junius just seem so formidable at the minute and seem a good bit ahead of every everyone else. And don't get me wrong, Kilcarra definitely, in my mind, no, number two in the county with Dentys at, at, at three at the minute. So it is. Uh, and they're going to absolutely love that this week. And now, listen, was a big downfall, Ashing, is whatever team gets through on Saturday, they only have a week to the final. Whereas Glenties are probably licking their lips and thinking no one's giving us a chance here and they're going to love this weekend as well. That They're just going under the game high and they, they have two weeks to prepare. Whereas whoever comes out this weekend, the knocks and niggles, seven days, Washington is a blink of an eye. Yeah, I, I'm looking at John Gilday here and he's thinking to himself, what are you on about, McDade, putting us Steve Connell boys at number three? <laughs> well, I'd like I'd like to point out, as of today, we're number one because we're the only team in the final. But anyway, that's, that's beside the point. Um Listen, I, I'm i not, you know, I, I do think St. Unions are the team to beat. Um, I haven't changed all year. I think, you know, they, they have a great blend. I'm not writing Kilcar off as much as everybody else um, because, again, they have an abundance of talent. And as we all know, if your big players click on the one day, if, um, you know, if everybody's firing on all cylinders at the same time, they're going to be very, very, very difficult to beat. Um, and, just a, a word of warning to, to St. Unions as if they ever need it. Uh, this time last year, we were, well, no, it wasn't this time last year, it was earlier on in the year when we were, um, Neve Connell were playing St. Unions in a county final this time last year. And uh, they were the greatest team ever to come out of Donegal. Yeah. And they were formidable and they couldn't be beaten and everything else. The good thing about football, um, as we've all learned down through the years, is that on any given day, anything can happen. Um, as was proven to our detriment this time last year. So I know Unions won't be taking this lightly. Um, I think it's going to be a fascinating battle. Um, I have a lot of admiration for what Kilcar have done and, and more importantly, the style of football that they play because they do play, you know, Gaelic football the way it should be played. They, like they go at it. Um, and I think it'll be a big, big test for, uh, whichever team comes through. And I agree with Gary. I think he's a hundred percent right. That then they were going to be absolutely favourites for the county title, uh, whichever team comes through. Okay, right then. We'll leave it at that. John Gilday of the Neve Connell Club and Gary McDade of the Glens Valley Club. Thanks for joining us as we talk Donegal Senior Football Championship. We look forward to the game uh, next weekend. Thanks, gents. All right, Austin. thanks, Austin. Okay, we're moving on now to junior football. Letterkenny Gales and Karen Donna will contest this year's Donegal Junior Championship decider. The Gales beat Narasa by two points, 12-10, while Karen Donna had a comfortable 3-11 to 2-7-1 over Neve Alton. I looked at uh, the showpiece at junior level in the county. Joining me today... For that was sports editor of the Donegal News, Ryan Ferry. Ryan, you're welcome to the programme. Good to be on, Austin. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, we're talking junior football. I suppose we'll go to Letterkenny Gales first of all. And uh, the second half performance was good enough to see the Gales return to the junior decider. The experience of maybe playing in last year's decider, staying with, with, with the Gales in this game. Yeah, like it was um it was a, a tight encounter and it always seems to be when when Larry Kenny Gales and the Rossa play, like they played in the semi final last year. Gales just got through it, they played in the group stages earlier uh, in this campaign and it was a draw. So it was another it was another tight game. The Rossa started very well and uh but probably just didn't get enough scores on the board and they were gladly or they were eventually um Letter Kenny Gales came good in the second half. I think there was, you know, a bit of controversy about about one of the points um, that Larry Kenny Gales got. I think they they also weren't happy with it, but you know, it, it stood and and Larry Kenny Gales went on to get the victory and back into the another county final. And I suppose you know they were beaten very well last year by Downans in the day. They just didn't perform at all. And um, so you know, new management in this year, and they'll be looking for a. Maybe 
a different approach and, and maybe a, a different a different outcome in, in, in the final in two weeks' time. Yeah. There was high expectations around uh, Narossa going into this game that maybe possibly they could they could age it and come through it. But when you've got just, what, one score on the board in the second half, it's really difficult in championship football to, to age out of one, Ryan. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, to be fair to Narossa, you know, they were really struggling a couple of years ago and it was tough to keep the show on the road, but they, they got a couple of young players in this year just coming of age, the likes of Oshie and Caulfield and, and Killian Boner and Mark Boner, and it's made a real difference to them. It just it seemed to reinvigorate them in, in some ways, you know, and, you know, by all accounts, they were very, very strong in the first half, the last day, but, you know, they will be disappointed with that return, you know, in the second half. And, you know, for the, for the likes of a, a small rural club, like Narossa and you know they've, they've a couple of fellas flying over every weekend from England to, to play you know and sometimes you, you just need that timing to be right to, to go and win a championship and they, they probably felt that maybe the timing was right for them this year to go go all the way and you know they'll be very disappointed I would say this Monday that 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 they're not in a that they haven't got a junior final to look forward to yeah. Where are Gales this year? Um, if we look compared to their, how their campaign has gone and they did of course step up in the league as well uh, Ryan earlier in the year are the Gales possibly in a better place going to the final this time around? Yeah I, I suppose it's hard to say Austin because you know last year they had won promotion um in the league in a, a very you know a dramatic playoff against Fanad and then they seemed to lose players then just during the championship and they were actually very well beaten by by Carondona in the group stages last year and they never seemed to really recover from that this year you know it was you know I, I know I know from chatting to a few of the Larry Kenny Gales members, you know, it was a real struggle at the start of the year. You know, there were players away, like Conor McBurty was away in Spain and you know that the you know, they were using a lot of players at the start of the season, just trying to keep it ticking along and gradually the team has got stronger throughout the year. They did very well to finish, you know, to stay up in, in division two and out of the relegation playoffs. You know, and, and to do that, they defeated Dunlow down in Ross's Park in their last league game. And I think that was a really, you know, that, that, that was a result that really caught my eye at the time because, you know, very few teams get, get results against Dunlow down in Dunlow. And when you see what Dunlow have gone to do in, in the, in the couple of months that have followed, like, you know, that was a, that was quite a, a remarkable result down there. Um, you know, and Larry Kinegale seem to have, to have pushed on since that. Now, you know, they haven't had it all their own way in this championship, but they, but they are unbeaten. And, you know, this, this is, I think this is, is this their third final in, in four seasons now? They were also in the, the 2019 final and, and they lost to Bonkrana. They played quite well that day, but Bonkrana probably just had a bit too much with Darrell O'Connor coming off the bench. I think they scored 1-1 later on in that game. So, you know, are Larry Kenny Gales in a better position this year? It's hard to know, but, you know, they have, they have a bit of momentum behind them now. Um, I don't think they'll fear Karen Dunham in the final. So, you know, they, they'll think, you know, they have a lot of seasoned players, Larry Kenny Gales there now. You know, you've, you've got the likes of Connor McBrady, Cormac Cannon, Darren Hunter, Brian Diver. These players, like, they're, they're, they've been playing senior football for five, six seasons now, you know, and they're always in and about at this time of the year. And, you know, they'll think it's, it's time to take the next step now. Yeah. Well, what about Karen Dunham and their next step? Um, an impressive showing. They got the goals that won the match. Uh, Ryan Kelly was man of the match yesterday. Uh, you gave him man of the match in the paper, Ryan, so you did. Uh, when you score 2-1 from midfield, um, uh, it's really put you in a, in a strong position and a tie. A fantastic showing by him. Yeah, and Ryan Kelly is a is a massive, massive player, and I don't don't just mean by his by his height and his physique, um, and what he brings around the middle of the field to Karen Donna, but he's he's also he's providing scores week in week out for them. And you know, I I was down at the start of the year or start of the championship in the group stages, and you know, Karen Donna were at sea in the first half. You know, Narasa were totally dominant. And then Ryan Kelly, who's been struggling with injury, came on at half time and he transformed them and he had that impact on the team. And, you know, he had a very, very good game on Saturday. I wasn't surprised really, Oshin, that Karen Dunna won that game and maybe, maybe I, I didn't foresee the, the, it being so comfortable for them. But I just figured, you know, Narasa have been kind of, or, or Neve Alton, should I say, 
have, have struggled in the league this year and they've got a couple of players back but they probably didn't have, have the work done and now maybe people would say Karen Dunner had a, a poor league campaign as well but I suppose the other part of that is you know they were playing without Conor O'Donnell and you know he's been struggling with injury but he was back in over the last couple of weeks and it's made a big difference the Doherty brothers as well Fergal and Donal they were missing at the start of this championship they're back now and they're both very good players as well tall, rangy you know good footballers and you know at junior level you know you need all your best players and Karen seem to be just coming together at the right time and hasn't been a a vintage season like last year they would have won promotion in the league you know they didn't have that this year but they've kind of knuckled down for the championship they've got a good victory the last day and uh, you know they had a good win over Oris the week before that tight in a show in Derby so you know they're not in a bad place going into this final either yeah, they're certainly not. And you alluded to Conor O'Donnell coming back from injury. His return, I suppose, has been has been timely for them. And uh, we've been talking about Conor O'Donnell for the last couple of years, how big the future's going to be for him. Uh, they were all very concerned when he picked up the latest injury. But he's back playing now. He'll be looking to shine on final day, so he will. And then if we look further down the line, Conor O'Donnell's the sort of player at under-county level that the Donegal supporters now will be hoping that he can kick on at that level too, Ryan. Yeah, definitely. Oshin, like you know, I remember um, Conor O'Donnell. I think it was 2017. He played for the the County Miners, and he he was only 16. He was a year younger, and and uh, um, I'm open to correction that, but I think he's got a late birthday in the year. I think he's maybe November time or something like that. So he, he was nearly two years underage playing minor football. Um, you know, and and. He, so he's been kind of on the radar since that. He's he's pushed on into the Donegal senior team. He got a lot of football this year. Played a lot in the league. Then more of an impact sub role in in the championship. But he he is a very very talented player. Pacey, skillful, knows where the poster are posts are at. So you know, and in fairness to Karen Donna, he picked up the injury, and you know they didn't rush him back. You know they the big big. You know they were in a, they were in the tough side of the draw in, in the junior championship. And you know, I'm sure there. I'm sure there would have been, you know, some people saying or thinking, God, maybe if maybe if we throw him in this week, he'd be ready. But they didn't want to do that. You know, they're, you know, they were, I suppose, full aware that they have a very exciting talent on on their hands there, and they, you know, they have to use him carefully. And if he wasn't ready, they weren't going to play him. And I think you've got to respect that decision from the Carandona management. And you know, he's been back the last couple of weeks. He scored one three on Saturday and. You know, somebody was somebody was saying, I think it was uh, in our paper during the week, like, you know, you look at the county stars at senior championship level and teams are, are struggling to handle them. So at junior level, what's that going to mean? And, you know, I, I don't know what Larry Kenny Gales are, are going to do. I'm sure their think tank are, are working, on it, working on it this week. You know, will it be a job for the likes of Brian Diver? You know, possibly. Um, but it's not going to be easy. And, and you know, possibly we'll need a bit of support. Maybe they'll double up. Maybe they'll see Conor Donnell as being that impactful that you know they need to sacrifice an extra man just to take him out. It's it's hard to know. It's 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 a difficult one, but you know he's going to have a big say in, in this final, no doubt about it. Yeah, certainly is. Karen Donnell looking to lift the junior title for the first time since 2008. Uh, back then they beat Robert Emmett's by 11 points to six, but they did of course go up to intermediate, drop back down into junior. They've got a chance now of taking the title and uh, stepping up. A side that is stepping down, Ryan, just as we uh, finally stay in junior for the moment, uh, St Mary's of Convoy. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, 2020, when they won the junior title and uh, they managed to survive in 2021, but couldn't follow that this year. And uh, unfortunately, from the St. Mary's point of view, they're, they're dropping out at intermediate level, losing to New Breed yesterday, two, six to seven points. Yeah, and it's, a, it's a real blow for Convoy and uh, for the Lawrence McMullen and his backroom team, you know, because... You know, they were battling to get out of the junior ranks for so long. And, you know, in 2020, in the COVID year, they won the junior title and won it in a very convincing fashion, you have to say. And, you know, they looked at that stage that they were well poised to go up and establish themselves in the intermediate ranks. But, you know, they struggled last year. They were and defeated Nevolton to stay up. 
um, but they couldn't repeat the trick this this time around, and you know they'll be, they'll be very disappointed because they beat Need Breed in in the group stages of the intermediate championship and beat them by four points. Now it was in convoy that day, and you've got to take that into consideration. But you know they will think that you know that they possibly had had the measure of Need Breed, but it didn't happen in yesterday's game, and and, and they make the drop down and. You know, it's it's a real blow now. I, I was at a convoy game earlier in the year, and you know they were telling me that they were, they were short a lot of players, and that you know I think that day the league game I was at, I think they had only three players that had played in the 2020 junior final featuring for them that day. Now some of those men, you know, have come back and, and did play in yesterday's game, but you know maybe they just didn't have that cohesion of of having the 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 bulk of the group together all year round and. You know, it's, it's a tough one for Convoy. And, you know, they've got a relegation playoff in the league against Ray Hughes to play as well. And, you know, it's not going to be easy to pick things up for that, you know. And they've got to try and finish the season as strongly as they can. You know, they'll go down to the junior ranks next year. And, you know, there's no doubt about it. You know, they'll be one of the favourites to come to come straight back up. But it's undoubtedly a blow to, to be relegated. Yeah, it certainly is. Okay, then. Uh, just briefly then, Ryan, we're going to the Intermediate Championship. As we know, the final is on this coming Saturday. Uh, the uh, Intermediate A decider is starting at 2.30 at the O'Donnell Park in Letterkenny. And the uh, Intermediate B is up and running at 12.30. That B decider is Neve Columba against Neve Wara of Convoy. So Convoy looking to end the season uh, on a bit of a high end possibly taking uh, an intermediate reserve crown to end the campaign. But the A-final is Neve Columba against uh, Clohanili. Uh, two sides that know each other very well, have played at certain stages of the Intermediate Championship over the last couple of years. We're now just under a week out from that decider. Ryan, has your thoughts changed on anyway and how you see this one going? Uh, I suppose not really. Actually, like, uh, it's going to be a tight game, you know, Dunlow and Dunlow and Neve Columba, you know, they've both been in good form, both impressive in, in, in their semi-finals. So it looks like it's going to be a, a very tight match. You know, Dunlow defeated Glenn in O'Donnell Park in the in the semi-final last year. You know, they just had too much pace and speed for them that day. You know, is that going to have an impact? You know, it's hard to say because Neve Columba had new management since that. So, you know, it's difficult... You know, it's difficult. It's a difficult game to call. Like I, I have been impressed by Dunlow. I've, I've seen them three times in this championship, and you know they haven't always been at their best in those games, and probably haven't had that full sixty-minute performance at, at any stage, really. But you know they've good forwards. You know, like Oshin Bonner to me has been the the star man in this intermediate championship. I think he's had a really, really good campaign and he, he missed an awful lot of the league and, you know, it looked like they mightn't have him at all for the championship. But, it, you know, he, he's scoring heavily and he's got the left foot and he's got the right foot. Yalin, Daniel Ward and, and Dylan Sweeney, you know, Barry Kern and Darren Kern and, you know, the, the last day uh, against Terman in their semi-final, I thought Mark Kern was absolutely outstanding driving them forward from, from centre-half back. Now, I suppose the big question is, is can are they going to be able to afford to have Mark Curran in that role this time? Or is he going to have to pick up Aaron Doherty? You know, um, because there's no doubt that Aaron Doherty has to be stopped from a Neve Columba point of view. He's their county star. He's, there's been a lot of talk about Aaron Doherty for a number of years. He got in with his, the Donegal senior footballers this year and made a, you know, a really good impression, uh, really caught the eye in the, in the championship you know, and teams teams have been teams have nullified him reasonably well in the last two games against Bonkrana and Gielanada and Neve Columba have still come through those games. So that that will give Neve Columba a bit of heart if Aaron is taken out of it. But then I suppose if Mark Horn is marking him, maybe that takes away from Dunlow. So it's interesting to weigh it up. But you know, there are other players, you know, you've Ryan Gillespie, you've Kevin McNairn, you know, you've Lanty Malloy coming off the bench for Neve Columba. He's bound to be pushing hard for a start now. He's a really good player. So it, it really looks fi- finely balanced this game. I think there'll be a big crowd in, in O'Donnell Park for it and I think it could be a cracker. Are you going with the low then? I am going to go with Dunlow, yeah. I just, I've they've kind of been on my radar from from early in this campaign. I think, 
I think they have good defenders. I, I like the local Matthew Ward in midfield. I think he gets through a, a mountain of work in every game. Darren Cornyn beside them. They've got a very good keeper in Danny Rogers who can take the long-range freeze as well. I just think they might have a little bit too much. And they also, you know, how much does last year matter? You know, it's hard to put a, a gauge or a value on that. But they will be very disappointed that they lost to Clohanili in the replay last year. And, you know, I think they'd be gunning for this one. And I think they might just come good. OK, well, wait to see if you're right, Ryan. As always, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll speak again over the weekend. No bother, Ashin. So the final piece on the DL debate tonight is going down memory lane as we reflect back on a period for Donegal football which seen them take their first All-Ireland title. It was the 17th of October in 1982. 40 years ago, the Donegal Under-21 side brought the first Senior County All-Ireland title to Donegal and planted the seeds for the long-awaited 1992 capture of the Sam Maguire. A small committee consisting of members of the management and players of that historic winning panel have agreed with uh, the Donegal County Board to hold a reunion function which is taking place on Friday the 7th of October and it's in the Abbey Hotel in Donegal Town as they honour this occasion four decades ago. Today, I've been speaking to the captain on that historic occasion. He played at left half-back, and his name's Brian Tui. Brian, welcome to the Airwaves of Highland. Uh, it's, it's good to talk to you as, as you celebrate uh, an historic occasion in Donegal GA history. It is indeed. Thanks, Oshin. Um Yeah, it's uh, hard to believe it's so long. 40 years seems like a lifetime, and uh, a lot of good memories, I suppose, going from that time, uh, yeah. What are those mem- What are what are those memories, Brian? Because it was uh, uh, it's a day you'll not forget. No, um, I suppose the pitch in, Car- in Carrick and Shannon was in good good condition, absolutely very good condition, and there was a huge crowd from Donegal. Weather wise, it wasn't great, but uh, it was the same for both teams, and I think there was a good quality of football played from both teams on the day even though it was very hard at times to control the ball. Um, it was wet and slippery, but it, it, it was a great time. Uh, very significant win for Donegal because we hadn't really had all that much success up to that. Uh, minor teams and other 21 teams were, were making the regs very often in the first game. And in 1981, well, I suppose the minor team in 1980, first of all, would have been one of the first teams in, in years to, to progress past the first round and unfortunately beat the semi-final, which occurred during, during the leaving cert that year. And then the following year, in 1981, um, we were beaten in the Ulster final, on the 21 final, uh, which was big. You know, could easily have won that. We, we, we lost two big players through injury in the lead-up to that, Pat McRae. And uh, Anthony Malloy, and then the following year to to actually win the Ulster title uh, in '82 and go on then and win the All Ireland. It was it was a huge thing, you know. It, at that time, it was as big as winning the Tom McGuire. as you know, if, if, you know, you could compare it to what what was happening in '92, ten years later, in the build up to the Sam McGuire and and actually winning the Sam McGuire in '92. So. It was very, very big at the time, and of course, there were some great memories about it as well. Yeah, a hugely significant period in, in the history of Donegal GA. The, the day itself, the seventeenth of October in nineteen eighty-two, you beat Ross Comp. It was a low-scoring affair. It was only eight-five. Uh, you, you might maybe run through the lineup on that day. Who who took to the field for Donegal? Well, in goals, you had Michael Kelly, uh, Michael McBurty, Sean Boner, and Matt Gallagher in the full-back line. You know, Mike Couture, Tommy McDermott, and myself, Brian Toohey, in the half-back line. Anthony Malloy and Donald Reid, midfield. Uh, Martin McHugh, Charlie Mulgrew, Joyce McMullen, Seamus Meehan, Paul Carr, and Patrick McGorty in the forward line. And uh, substitutes that day then, Porrick Gallagher came on early in the game for Sean Boner, who had suffered an injury. And there were some positional switches in Porrick. God rest him, uh, tra- tragically passed away in 1989. But Porrick came on that day and uh, 
scored two two great points, which you know was a big big contribution in the tight game. Eight points to five. Sebastian Maguire came on for Patrick McGorty again made a big impact when he came on and would have featured in some of the earlier games where he would have been outstanding. Uh, so that was the lineup that day. Of course, there was uh, a number of other very good lads on the squad as well, tightened up panel. Uh, but there were some very very good players uh, in the squad that time. Uh, so we had we had we had good backup if there were further yeah. uh, uh, changes needed. Um, and of course, uh, there were there were some lads uh, that started the campaign that were. Uh, on on earlier the earlier panel that weren't subsequently there in on the on the day of the All Ireland. And I I cannot say for sure why that would be the case, but I suppose Corny Carr would have been on one of the earlier panels and you know Doyle from Aru. Yeah. And I suppose you know uh, <coughs> it, it it was a tight close uh, panel as it turned out anyway. And and fellas got on very well and would would have good memories from 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 back then. Yeah, Martin McHugh scored five points that day, didn't he, in the final? Uh, yeah, yeah. Martin would have made the breakthrough at senior level the year before. Um, well, actually, Martin, yeah, Martin was a very, very good player. He he would have, we would have got out of jail actually, us in, in Valley Buffet in the Ulster semi-final. We were playing down, and down it got a late goal, and they were a point ahead, and the game was up basically, and and they, you know, McIntyre somehow. Uh, managed to win a ball that really he had no right to win uh, because uh, he, his man was a yard or two ahead of him but Junan through sheer determination and courage managed to win the ball and ended up being fouled and Martin McHugh scored an equaliser from out in the right wing from a free and uh, we got the draw uh, and went up to Newry the following week and beat them by two points which was a good achievement yeah, and obviously that side winning the, the All Ireland. What was it like coming back down the road from Carrick and Shannon? <coughs> These weren't too far from from home, so you weren't Brian. But uh, what was it like making yeah. your way back to to the Abbey Hotel in Donegal Town? Great memories, I suppose. Coming coming back down the road at the cup, it was it was uh, we had achieved something. We were it, it was just hard to say. It, it was just sinking in, really. I suppose uh, um, we realised that we had achieved something very very big and. First team ever to win the All Ireland. It would have been did, nice. Did the supporters have an understanding of how big an achievement it was at the time? Absolutely. Sure. The place, the place, Carrigan Shannon. The, the, you know, for, it, it, it was mobbed, absolutely mobbed, and uh, particularly after the game, it took us a long time uh, to make it up to the uh, presentation stand to, to be presented with the cup because uh, people, people were so happy. There were, you know, thousands up there from Donegal. You, I don't. I'm not sure if you could have got anybody else in the Carrick and Channel. It was absolutely, absolutely <laughs> packed. Probably wouldn't have been able to get away with it now with new legislation on health and safety and that, but <laughs> people were were there. And yeah. I, I think that a good day and, you know, a good night. You know, it would have been nice to spend more time maybe passing through Mondor and Valley Channel on the way back, but when we got to Donegal Town, we were given a great reception and we had a good night there. And, uh, of course, the night went on into the early hours and, I had to return to uh, the Garda College the next day. The county board, thankfully, had put on a, a, a taxi to take myself and a few of the lads back to who were who were going back to Thoman College in Limerick. So our celebrations were cut short, but we were up again. I think the following weekend it was bank holiday, and we were able to enjoy some more celebrations uh, the following week. So very good. I very think good. the fellas that were at home watching. Probably had a very a very good week. <laughs> Some of us missed out on that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, a handful of the players then had had progressed through over the well. A lot of the players came out of that twenty ones and were part of the seniors, but there was a core of them that was involved in in ninety two that that lifted the Sam Maguire. So um, a lot of the the foundation work was done previously at under twenty one level with these players. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a large portion of the squad would have represented the senior team at various times th- uh, in the following ten, 10 years plus. And, uh, uh, you know, there was a good, uh, I don't know, six or seven lads involved in uh, the Sam Maguire victory in, in, in 1980, 90, sorry, 1992. Um, I can name them if you like, Oshin. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you would have had uh, Mass and 
Uh, Anthony Malloy and Donald Reed, and Mark McHugh, uh, and Joyce, and then we've had Paul Carr and Charlie uh, also on the squad, and Sylvester, of course. Sylvester yeah, yeah. McGuire. Yeah, so those those eight, eight players in total, well, part of that ninety-two. Well, they, and yeah. of course, you know that the, 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 um, the county had more success in nineteen eighty-seven with another under twenty-one of Ireland, and the Sam McGuire yeah. uh, panel would have really largely been made made up of, of lads from both squads of players mm-hmm. from eighty-two and eighty-seven. So you're right. Yeah. Uh, it, you know there was a great foundation there for success at yeah. senior level. There certainly was. Okay, let's move on to the celebration night, Friday the 7th of October in the Abbey Hotel in Donegal Town. Uh, tickets are still available for the event. If people are looking to go along, I suppose, where do they buy their tickets? And also, what would what can they expect on the night, Brian? Well, the tickets are available from the um, <clears throat> JA office in, in Convoy. Uh, the email there is administrator.donegal at jaa.ie. And Noreen Doherty has been a uh, great help in organising uh, the tickets and keeping an eye on things that are going on there. So the the office there is oh, <coughs> the telephone number is oh seven four nine one zero one four zero nine. That's nine one zero one four zero nine. And if people are interested in getting tickets, they can organise them through the clubs or by contacting Noreen. Okay. In, in the county offices there. Okay, then we look we look forward to that function, Brian. Friday the seventh of October in the Abbey Hotel in Donegal Town. Forty years ago, Donegal's under twenty one brought their first senior county uh, all Ireland title success uh, as they defeated Ross Common. And uh, there'll be loads of conversation, loads of memories, and I'm sure uh, everyone will have a have a really really good night. Listen, Brian, thanks for joining us today, and okay. we wish you every success with the night. Yeah, could I just add my thanks say uh, to the uh, to Noreen and and also to the chairman, uh, County Board Mick McGrath and the Abbey Hotel too, for their assistance in organising the events on the seventh uh, of October. Yeah. We're looking forward to a good night. It'll be great to get together again and see all the lads. It's a while, I suppose, since we've had an opportunity to be together. So it's we're, we're looking forward to a good night, and I hope people can come along and join in and enjoy it as well thanks Oshin thanks Brian that's Brian too was the captain of the Donegal team that lifted that under 21 All-Ireland success back in 1982 and uh, they'll have that celebration night on Friday the 7th of October at the Abbey Hotel in Donegal Town and that ends the DL debate for this week we will of course be back with another programme for you next Monday and if you missed any of tonight's show it will be available shortly on our website highlandradio.com The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend.